Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, episode 156, Spooky Scary. On this week's episode, first up, Neil and Zach discuss a whole bunch of recently reviewed Nintendo games and their reviews on them, and then after that, uh, myself, Scott, and Zach talk about some scary video game music. Enjoy the episode. I've been playing this game, Fantasy Life, which you might have heard of. Uh, I'm Neil Ronahan, and talking with me about some new games is mm. Zach Miller. Sounds like Tomodachi Life, just I, from the name. Like, it's not like Tomodachi Life. It's it's weird trying to put put like a finger on how to describe Fantasy Life. Like I've heard people refer to it as a single player MMO. To me, it's oh. kind of like this weird fusion of like bits of Animal Crossing with like bits of Harvest Moon. Like a help, a good helping of like Rune Factory, um, with kind of that level five whimsy, yeah, um, that you might know from some of their Dragon Quest work, yeah. Uh, most notably, I think Dragon Quest Nine is, I mean, that might be, I, th- I think that's kind of where the origins of this game lie. I'm not entirely sure. I'm glad you say that because Dragon Quest Nine is like my second favorite DS game. Yeah, yeah. You know, like how you have like all like the kind of like the chore aspect of Dragon Quest Nine. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like they made a whole game out of that. That it, like, sounds really appealing to me, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird, and I've been seeing a lot of reviews that there there are people that are totally over the moon with it, like I am. But there's also a lot of reviews that are like sixes and stuff like that. And I think some of that might come from the fact that the like the main story is kind of dumb. Mm. Like it does do some kind of fun things. Where, uh, I mean, basically it's like you create a character, you're in this world, and, like, you meet a butterfly who talks, and then, like, you gotta save the whole world. Um, there's, like, three different towns and stuff, and you have to bring everybody together and unify and stuff, and, like, certain doom, peril, etc. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of talking throughout it. There's not much in the way of action, surprisingly, which I actually kind of enjoyed, um... Because it seems like, especially in the story, like the, the single-player story mode aspect of it, is that it keeps on building up where it's like, you're going to have this huge boss fight, and then you just don't have the boss fight. Oh, really? <laughs> like, you're like, oh man, I'm going to fight this giant fucking dragon, and then it's just like, no, just go beat up that rock over there, and, <laughs> and then we're good. Um, and they, they kind of do that a lot. Like, I mean, you do fight the giant dragon at some point, but it's kind of an optional thing because the the big part of fantasy life and the reason why I can't put the damn game down is that you have these 12 job classes that the game refers to as uh lives. Uh they're basically like you can you can pick a job or a career and they all kind of feed into each other in this really neat way. Uh the the 12 jobs are kind of split into three different groupings. There's like the the gatherers, there are the the craftsmen uh or I guess craftspeople. Gotta be equal opportunity here. Uh, You can create a female character. There's a lot of uh, character customization options, actually. It's pretty fun. Like Dragon Quest 90? Yeah, yeah, very Dragon Quest 90. Um, Looks better. Looks better than Dragon Quest 9, though. Well, I think this was originally going to be a DS game. And you're not a Layton guy, but the the London Life part of the fourth Layton game, I think, has some relation to this. Oh, they're a little RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not, I mean, like, those games are, like, what London Life is and what Fantasy Life is are very different. Right, yeah. But I think I think Fantasy Life's origins were on the DS. Yeah, okay. 
so going back to these jobs, so you have them, they're kind of split into three groups. Like, uh, there's one group where it's minor, carpenter, Blacksmith. alchemist, alchemist, and uh, wood chopper. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's another, uh, lumberjack, I don't know, something like <laughs> that. So you got those four, and like, those are ones where like, you, you, for each job you have like a whole quest line, and you're leveling up your rank at that job, and then you get different bonuses whenever you are active with that job. Oh, cool. Uh, outside of some certain moments, you can switch jobs freely, you can start up a new job whenever. Um, but with those four that I, that I just listed, uh, poorly, um, you like go out into the field and then you can go chop down a tree and you get wood or you go, you know, mine some rocks in a cave and then you get, ore that then you can use for the, uh, the second group of four jobs that that's where there's a blacksmith, there's a tailor, there's an alchemist and a cook. Okay. Um, or did I say alchemist? I don't know. I'm, I'm probably messing this up a little bit. And then with those jobs, you can do stuff like create armor. Um, you can create clothes. You can make food. And then you have all these other quest lines that go with that, too. Nice. So that way, you know, you can level up and be this amazing blacksmith. And then you make awesome, awesome armor and weapons for yourself. And then the, the final tier is kind of all the combat ones, which those are all focused a lot on, like, oh, go out and, like, kill ten of this enemy. And then... You know, you'll level, you'll level oh, okay. that. Yeah, that that's the questy part of Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. And those are there's like a there's a there's a paladin where you get a shield. There's a, a mercenary where you get a big ass sword. Um, then uh, there's a hunter. You get a bow and arrow, and there's a mage, so you can wield magic. Nice. But the the kind of wonderful thing about this is that like they all they all kind of feed into each other. So it's like you very much could just like take the paladin and kind of just brute force your way through the game. Um, and you can even, I mean, it'll cost you a lot of money, um, but you could, like, buy all the stuff that you can make as the tailor or buy all the stuff yeah. that you can make as the blacksmith. But it kind of behooves you to kind of do a lot of them at the same time because then you can reap the benefits. Yeah, it sounds like you're very motivated to do every part of the of Yeah. It. So that was kind of my problem when playing it is that, like, I would get to, you know, the main story bit and then, like, the main... What the the one thing that 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 kind of boring main story does a great job of is just introducing you to the world, because it kind of just takes you and it's just like okay now we're going to this pirate town, here are the sites, uh, here's like some of like the dungeony areas around here. Go explore, like do the top level stuff. You're gonna come back here later. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. And and what I would keep on finding myself doing is that you kind of like get to like chapter breaks in the main story, and then you can basically do whatever you want. And there would be times where I'd be, like, spending 10 hours just leveling up all my jobs and <laughs> going through, you know, exploring things. And in addition to all those quests, you also just have, like, uh, you see people in, in the wild or in towns, and then they'll give you quests, and you get rewards from that. So it's just kind of like there's just so much to do in this game, and everything just kind of feels nice. Like, a lot of the gameplay isn't that complicated. Like, I mean, it's, it's basically, like, you know, one or two button combat. Uh, you know, a lot of, oh, the, I, I forgot about the fishing. That was, that was <laughs> the one that I was getting hung up on. Um, it's not an alchemist in one of those groups. It's an angler. Nice. And the fishing's kind of like Animal Crossing, except for a little more complicated. I like it a lot. Um, but there's so, just so much to do. And it's kind of like when you get bored with one job, like you do kind of like, especially if you're doing it the way that I did it, where you're kind of, uh, almost going through the story, like, going to the story in fits and spurts 
and leveling up your jobs, like you'll kind of reach a point where you're like, okay, I haven't gotten to that area yet. So I'll just move to another job. Oh, okay. So here, here are my two questions. Um, does each story, does each job have like a, a conclusion? Like, is there a point when you're done with being a lumberjack? Um, or can you I do it forever? If you I want actually it? haven't reached that far. Like I've, I, it's kind of, I'm definitely a jack of all trades on this game. Master of none. Yeah. I know that there is like an end state and okay. the, the kind of great part about this game too, is that, uh, you can, I think, I think master is the highest rank on all of the, the life classes. Mm. If you get the DLC, which I believe is $9 in the eShop, which opens up a whole new area, lots of tough new enemies. Like I think there, there's a lot of other bonuses as well, but then you have another rank for every single job. If you gotcha. get the DLC. So uh, like, how I much haven't is gotten the base DLC. game? Do you know? Uh, it's forty. Oh, okay. So I mean, I think like the base game in itself, like you probably have close to a hundred hours. And oh my gosh! I think the DLC is very, very substantial. I I haven't touched it yet though because I kind of want to, you know, do all I can in the main game before yeah. I move on to the DLC. Although the DLC, like it, as far as I can tell, like that is the kind of DLC you would want in this game. Yeah, like it's perfect because all it is is just like it raises the level cap, um, it you know gives you all this more stuff to do, and that's the point of the game is just to have stuff to do, like an expansion almost. Yeah. So my second question is: It sounds like this from what you're describing, but is it the kind of game where you're like, oh, I'll just do one more quest, and then it's like yep. two in the morning? Yep. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna buy this game. It's and I'm uh, stay it, it up really way late. I mean, I've been kind of talking to people on staff about it who are just like, man, I can't stop playing Smash Brothers. And I'm like, here's the best way to stop here's playing Smash Brothers <laughs> is just play this because then you won't, like, I haven't touched, since I since I started playing this game, I have not touched, I haven't even thought of turning on Smash Brothers. Wow. And that was after the Wii U Smash Brothers stuff that really should have gotten it. Like, I watched the, the, the Smash Brothers Wii U stuff and was just kind of like, oh, that's great. I'm so excited for when that comes out. I'm just going to play more Fantasy Life. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I will probably buy this game. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, now it's your turn to sell me on a 3DS game that I have yet to buy, but probably uh, I, I edited your review, so that's right. I'm already pretty sold on it. But tell me, please, all about Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. So, okay, um, Shantae is pretty great, and, and the reason I say it's great is, uh, you know, it, it spent a lot of time in development hell. Um, there were times yeah, was, where I was it, honestly worried about it because it's been delayed like four times and they lost team members to Shovel Knight. Uh, well, I actually, I don't, I don't know if the were they not team, on the, not on because the I, team. I know that Shantae is primarily, uh, Matt Boson's like, yeah, baby. It um, is. and I don't know how big of a team works on, I mean, like I haven't, I haven't yeah, seen the credits. credits are, the credits aren't actually very long. That's a good yeah, point. Like I, I, I actually don't think that any of the guys who left for Yacht Club had a hand on Shantae or if, okay. if, if the, if it was, it was very minimal. Okay. Well, but, this but is still, still way forward lost people. And it's, yeah. it's been, it's been two years since it was announced. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the game that, you know, they were capable of making. And I don't just mean for Shantae. I mean, for way forward generally. Yeah. Like I love way forwards games. I, I think in my review, I said, I love the mighty switch force games. And I do, I like the first two Shantae games. I like Warren's blob, but in every one of those games, there's like, there's like something, there's like something you can tell. It's not, the game is not all the way there. 
I mean, I think that I think a little undercooked. You know what I mean? I think the thing that kind of floored me, especially when reading all the the Shovel Knight postmortem stuff, is uh, Shovel Knight took like a a hard ass year of development, and a lot of those people who had all kind of gone up through way forward, that is the longest they ever spent working on a game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, And I think like I think like the normal dev cycle for a way forward, a typical way forward game is like I think six to nine months or something oh like that might be a little wow. off but yeah but from what what they were saying in the article is that it's not like oh yeah it was our longest project by a couple weeks like no it was our longest project by a pretty pretty wide margin and I wow. think a lot of it is is because of the licensed work that they do I'm sure yeah well this this is the game they're like they're if if they have a mascot it's got to be Shantae because it's their longest running series yeah and this game is so it corrects all the mistakes of of previous Shantae games, especially the overworld. I'll talk about the overworld because it, it used to be just one exhausting horizontal overworld. Yep. Yes, it with, was. With the confusing cave system, uh, you uh, didn't you didn't know if you'd already been in that cave before or not. Yep. Um, and I, that's I don't think I ever finished Risky's Revenge for that very reason. I just got yeah. so frustrated with the map. It got old. I had to make my own map uh, when I was speedrunning that game because of that. But this game has each distinct location is its own island with its own fairly abbreviated map. Uh, and it's so what met- do you mean abbreviated? I mean, um, it's self-contained, and the goal is to find the dungeon, find the entrance to the dungeon... And to do that, you have to do some platforming and or questing for non-playable characters. So so what you're saying is that basically the structure of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is Skyward Sword. I haven't played enough of that. <laughs> How about this? The structure of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse is much red prime corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, just the idea of like there's these three distinct areas that you go to and you have to find the dungeon. That just, that just made me think of Skyward Sword because that's nice. kind of at least how the the early goings of that game is structured. Oh, okay. But then, then, yeah, it's like this. And every time you get a new upgrade, and she doesn't have magic anymore, she uses pirate gear. Uh, every time you get a new piece of pirate gear, you can go back to an island that you thought you'd finished and find heart pieces or uh, bad guys called cacklebats that you have to kill. <laughs> um, so wait, and why it, do you have to kill the cacklebats? I saw well, you talking with Johnny on Twitter, and you mentioned Cacklebats, and I'm like, what, what is he talking about? <laughs> so, okay, so the plot of this game is uh, Shantae doesn't have her powers anymore because Risky stole them away at the end of Risky's yep. Revenge, and then Shantae destroyed destroyed the magic because uh, her, her, her magic had been turned against her. And you think it's destroyed, but this game opens, and her magic's been scattered and absorbed by a bunch of her risky soldiers and turned into these we're bad things called cackle bats. And when you destroy a cackle bat, you can suck up the dark magic that created it. And that has an effect on the end of the ending of the game. So you want to get all the dark magic? You want to get all the dark magic and all the heart right, pieces. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so tightly designed. Like even the quests, even when you find an item, you, one of the items you find is like a fossil, and you think, "What do I have to do with this?" Well, just sail back to Scuttletown and ask some people, and it's done. 
You know, it's no, there's no big yeah. long trading quests from Zelda. It's it's literally like you find something, you go ask somebody about it, and you're done. Is so, there kind of, is there like a quest log that like you know what you're going for, or is it just like go back to the town, ask people? You have you have a list of items in your possession, and it'll okay. generally tell you. The description will generally tell you more or less what you're supposed to do with it. Uh, like the fossil might say something like, oh, I'll bet Uncle Mimic knows what to do with this. Oh, okay. Um, there was only one time where I didn't really know what to do, uh, and that was I found a, a lost soul in the underworld, and I was like, what the heck do I do with this? And I just... It, it didn't really tell you from the description, so I thought intuitively i'll ask those zombies so you go ask roddy tops and her brothers and they know what it is (laughs) so i mean it's very intuitive yeah when you're not told exactly and there's only like you know five npcs that you can ask things so come on um and the controls are great as they always have been and the uh move set is (laughs) the move set is so good because every item acts as uh both kind of a combat item like she has a flintlock pistol it doesn't do damage a lot of damage but it's very you know for distance uh and she has a speed run for straight out of metroid and her double jump is actually a quadruple jump and so the game really opens up uh when you start getting these upgrades yeah i mean that's kind of the way that metroid games work very very well is Mm -hmm. when you have that ability to have a move that you know, functions more than just as a key. Yeah. I mean, like, you do have stuff like, I mean, there's a, the, the screw attack and stuff like that and grapple beam. And... Yep. Totally changed the way you play the game. Yep. And uh, and this game, uh, it's it's very much like that. Even, even when you're going around finding in the last level, you're using all your abilities. Oh, it's... God, I... I just want to play this fucking game. It's really good. And let me, I i brought it up in the review, but let me just double down on Jake Kaufman's score. It's so good. And it's on Bandcamp now. It's on his Bandcamp yeah. site. So you should listen to it. Um, the track that made me uh, misty-eyed is called uh, uh, Beyond Permafrost. It's okay. The, it's the theme from The Last Dungeon. And I don't know, man, it's it's... Like I was, and listen to it with your headphones on when you have the 3DS on, because the 3DS speakers don't do it justice. Yeah. Uh, but like, it was like the whole game was coming together, like all the moves were there, and the atmosphere was really cool, and the music was just like heavy and epic, and I was like, this is the perfect moment in a game. <laughs> You know, what's kind of funny is that that's the way that I felt about the the final battle in Shovel Knight. Oh yeah, and like that, like that Man, whole finale, that and good. and the crazy thing is that the the guy who composes Jake Kaufman, yeah. you might have heard of him as Vert. Yep. Um, he did uh, Shantae in the Pirates Curse and Shovel Knight at the same time. You're kidding me? Yeah, and wow. like I I I've deliberately not listened to anything from Shantae outside of stuff that's been in trailers. Um, but Shovel Knight is like the greatest video game soundtrack I've ever heard. It's really good. Um. So I I can't wait to to uh, play and listen to Shantae's soundtrack. Yeah, and the 3D they really like. I have the 3D off for most of my games, but I turned it on for this because they do the layering effect better than anyone else does. And even the character portraits are in 3D. 
It's so That's great. Cool. <laughs> so now, uh, I mean, this came out for 3DS. Yeah. Uh, wh what do you think about how this being on 3DS as opposed to Wii U? Like, the Wii U version's coming out, I think, later this year. December, like, probably, for, yeah. For, for people that might be, uh, you know, kind of figuring out whether they want to play Wii U or 3DS, what, what would you say to that? I mean, you haven't played the Wii U version. Right. I think the game... Yeah, I was thinking about this because I've actually seen a lot of people on forums say I'm going to wait for the Wii U version. Uh, you know, I'd say that on the Wii U, I don't think that, I mean, they're not HDifying it like Mighty Switch Force. Yeah, this will be more like Mighty Switch Force 2 right. on the Wii U. Now, there are parts of that game, like all the backgrounds and the boss characters would probably look great on a big screen, but I think they'd look a little weird next to the pixelated character models yeah that's the only reason i'd say get it on 3ds because the the sprites just probably look better on that game uh, or on 3ds um i'm probably going to double dip though because i love the game <laughs> and and i'd be surprised if they didn't add something to the wii u version to, to differentiate it maybe it'll, maybe there will be a eight player smash yes maybe or <laughs> or maybe you know there's a there's a moment in 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 Shantae where you're you're faced with the final boss and he he's towering over you and he says something like uh, there are no strings on me. And, uh, <laughs> really? No, no. <laughs> I uh, wanted to throw great. that in there. It was just like, oh, it's Ultron. By the way, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, the even the final boss is is really cool. He's huge, by the way. And uh, the the only the only real criticism I have is the bosses are really really easy. Because uh, you have a lot of health items at any time. They drop from enemies like rain. And uh, you have a lot of sub-weapons like a shield and and uh, an item that will actually boost your attack significantly. So bosses are a breeze. Is there a hard mode? No, there's not, but you can make it hard on yourself. I know one guy on Twitter is, is trying to make it through without getting any heart pieces. Oh, wow. That's just two hearts. <laughs> don't even get three uh so he's he's making it hard on himself now there is an unlockable mode that's very speed run friendly um and beating it beating the game at different you know speeds and level completion or item completion rates gets you wallpapers for the the front end of the game cool 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 got my cheesecakey wallpaper <laughs> i'm happy now, uh, you also reviewed another game in the uh, in the recent times. Uh, that would be Pokemon Art Academy. Oh, yeah. That's um, a cute I'm, game. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to get this, but there's a part of me that kind of wants to because the idea of drawing Pokemon sounds kind of fun. Yeah, and you can probably draw Pokemon on your own. Yeah, it'll um, probably be better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, this game is great because um, it kind of teaches people the basics of drawing, there's the difference between penciling and inking things and coloring. And it teaches you the different layers on a digital canvas, like the the inking layer is a separate thing from the painting layer, so you can paint over your lines and they won't disappear. Uh, and, you know, some paint is opacity. The opacity, turn it up and you'll be able to do kind of a see-through color paint. And it's, you know, things like that. Um, I really like it because it, it's very instructive and and it goes at a very slow pace. 
and it's, I mean, it's for kids. Um, but that's okay. But that's fine. I mean, this is like a yeah. perfect drawing tool for kids. And the problem is the 3DS is not a great digital paint uh, hardware. Yeah. I mean, when you don't have the, you don't have the right touchscreen for that kind of. No, not at all. Which is almost a shame because the Art Academy games are really well made. It's just that, like... Exactly. They're, they're a, hampered a by the hardware. Screen. Yeah. And it's even, small. Even on the Wii U. It's a tiny, tiny yeah. screen. Yeah, even on the Wii U, that's true. Uh, yeah, wasn't there like an Art Academy tool for Miiverse? Yeah, there was Art Academy Sketchpad. That's and it. I think there's supposed to be a full version on the way on Wii U, but we oh. haven't seen it. Well, people, I mean, people do crazy good drawings on Miiverse. Yeah, it's, I mean, even with Art Academy Sketchpad, there's been even more. Yeah, so you could probably, I mean, it's the same touchscreen. Yeah. It's just bigger on the Wii U. So, I mean, if yep. you like, if you have a, a young person in your life who wants to learn how to draw, I think this would be a good basic tool for them. And then they could instantly, the nice thing is they could instantly move from this to digital painting, which is the goal. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's awesome. I, I would love, we have any listeners who have uh, children who are playing Pokemon Art Academy, would love to hear success stories. Yeah. Um, if you want to send any in. Yeah. The, the only thing I don't like is that uh, you can't post to Twitter. You have to post either to Miiverse, which is fine, or take the SD card out of your 3DS, put it uh, in your computer, and print out the pictures. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be great if they had the thing like to do in uh, Tomodachi Life and Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh, it's in Animal Crossing too? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's, that's the only downside for me because I would po post everything. I drew a Pikachu head. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's if there was better Twitter functionality, I'd probably be playing that right now. Because <laughs> that's like, I could totally get into that. Yeah. Did you, uh, you played through the Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire demo too, didn't you? I did. It was, uh, it was Pokemon. Yeah. Um, any, anything stand out to you in the remakes? Are you, you're not a fan of Ruby and Sapphire, are you? I hate those games. I yeah, think I've, they suck a dick. That is the one era of Pokemon that I have never played before. Oh, you've never played it? Nope. So, oh, wow. Uh, like, I mean, I'll, I'll be, I will be getting this damn game on day one. This is pretty much, I mean, since Diamond and Pearl, I have played every Pokemon game to, like, normal completion. Yeah. Except for Black 2 and White 2, because, Screw those know, games. Yeah, those, I, I did not like those games that much. But, yeah. like, really enjoyed Diamond and Pearl. Heart yep. Gold, Soul, Silver was fantastic. Oh, really baby. Really liked uh, Black and White. Loved X and Y. Um, I feel like this is an expansion to X and Y. You know, it doesn't look any better. I'm kind of yeah, disappointed I mean, about that. Apparently, I'm I not mean, surprised. From but, what uh, I've been seeing with the demo and and what people have been saying about it, is that like it does look a little bit like the engine is a little more polished, but that engine was pretty crappy to begin with. Yeah. Um, I still I have the demo downloaded, but every time I go to my 3ds, I'm just fucking playing Fantasy Life. So. <laughs> Well, maybe here's here's a little bit of motivation for you. At the end of the demo, it's only like a 10-minute demo. Yeah. At the end of a demo, at least I got a Glally that had its own Megastone, and you can transfer Ooh. that Pokemon to the full game when you buy it. Yeah, I got like a month to do that, so. Yeah. <laughs> but can you go through it multiple times? You can, actually. It, it said you can you can do this again, and so maybe you'll get a different Mega Pokemon with each starter. Yeah. And you start out with, you don't start out with Mudkip, you start out with whatever the second one is. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know the uh the the Ruby Sapphire Pokemon are the ones where I was like, they're starting to run out of ideas here. Yeah. So and I then, didn't pay any attention and then to their names. They came up with a little trashy. Yeah. And ice cream Mamon. And then they came up with Charmander, but he's a monkey now. And... Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, that's actually very true. Yeah, I mean he was probably one of my favorite guys. I mean he's just a cute little adorable monkey and he's Jim Char. Yeah, he's holding he's holding the fire on his butt. <laughs> turns into an infernape. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm gonna be all over this game when it comes out. The I mean it's like Me I, the demo. I I got a code for the demo. I downloaded it. I was just kind of like now what. <laughs> yeah, I am not going to make the same mistake I made with XY though. I'm going to download it. I'm not going to buy it from a store. Yeah, no, I mean that was I. I still have XY on my system, and I actually I open it up every now and then whenever I want to get a Pokemon fix. Uh, I oh, love I love having all these damn games downloaded on my system. I know I do too. This it's this Omega best. Ruby and Sapphire. It's going to be a good test bed for Pokemon Bank for me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, um, by the time I was done with X and Y. Uh, Pokemon Bank was, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll mess around with that before Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire come out. Yeah. Because I have it all downloaded, but I just never, I downloaded those, and then I think I turned them on once. Oh, okay. Because you got, like, you got, like, a free Pokemon or something, I think. I yeah, think it was like Pokemon, a, yeah. And then, and then I never used it because I wasn't playing Pokemon at the time. Right. I, I went out and got my uh, shiny Gengar holding Gengarite at GameStop. Yeah, I should I should get that. Cause hey, Gengar's by the way, badass. how shitty is it that you can't just stand outside the game? Yeah, you have now to go inside and, and get like you gotta a code. ask for a card. Yeah, that's weird. That's bullshit. Just, I, I think it's still going on because I think it was like up until Halloween. Maybe I'll swing by the local. Yeah, local game I think stop. it's. I think it is till Halloween. I think the last time I went in that GameStop was when I went for the Madden Midnight launch. Oh wow! Which like. How many people were there with you for the Madden Midnight Launch? Dude, there were like 50 people. You're kidding it me. It was insane. It was insane. Oh, and like, this is 2014. Like, what are we all doing here? We can download this at home. And this is the this is the awkward, we're trying to figure out a new system Madden, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, I like, in all honesty, like, I, I see a lot of people that get really bent out of shape about certain aspects of Madden. And I'm like, can I, can I play as the Packers in it? Does it does it function? Yeah. Can I call a pass play an audible at the line? Like, okay, we're good. Like, I don't get I don't get super like I get super super into Madden, but like I will excuse so many warts uh, about like the like the franchise mode experience. Like I think there is actually like I think there might be a review and like yeah I was really high on all the Wii Madden games, but I think there's one where I'm like the franchise mode isn't that great, and I probably put like 150 hours into that franchise. Mode. <laughs> Because there are a lot of issues with it, but like it doesn't matter. Like as you're long playing as, as, as long the as, Packers, yeah. As long as I can be Aaron Rodgers and throw <laughs> the ball to whether it's Greg Jennings, which it probably was back. James in, Jones, uh, yeah. James Jones isn't on the team anymore, man. Wait, what? Yeah, he's on the Raiders. Oh, that. I mean, I mean, he's Red also coat. recording RFN, um, but but he's also on the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, there's a, Zachary, there's a Zachary Miller in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he's on the Seahawks. I think he's not a injured. good player. Um, no, he's okay. He's a yeah. decent tight end. Or is yeah. that? Yeah, no, that's Zach Miller. He was on the Raiders, and now he's on the Seahawks. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there were like like it was it, it was the GameStop right in town, and I saw that there was a midnight launch. I'm like, great, there's gonna be like three people there. Like, I didn't pre-order it. <laughs> um, and then I go in there, and like the craziest part about there is I figured like, okay, I'll get there. Like, it's literally right down the road from me. Went there quarter to midnight. 
drove over there was like, holy shit, there's a line of 50 people at the door. Holy shit. And I'm like waiting on the line and like I was talking to people and they're like, okay, if, if you if you don't already have a pre-order, go inside. And like I go inside and like oh. they had like all these empty Papa John's boxes and like a, like I grabbed a soda because they were just there. <laughs> uh, so it's like this GameStop had a fucking party. Nice. Like, talking to the guy on the counter is like, yeah, we opened up back at 11 and a bunch of people came in and we ate the pizza and hung out. Oh, play Madden, like, is that a couple Madden kiosks and stuff? And then I, dude, I, your GameStop's better than mine. Yeah, like it was nuts, and I was, I, I just don't really go out to game stores because I just download everything, except yeah. for, except for retail, except for like Wii U and PS4 games for the most part. Like, if I if I'm not reviewing them, which for PS4 games it's a lot of them, yeah, um, almost all. Uh, with Wii U games, it's a little more dicey, um, but like I will go out and buy them because waiting for shit to download sucks. Yeah, it does. And and also, I mean, there's a part of me with Madden where, like, I'm probably going to sell it back in, like, January. Right. Like, when the Packers lose in the playoffs. Like, I don't need Madden <laughs> anymore. Well, I need my week where then I play the Super Bowl and I'm like, I won. Didn't have it in real life, but I won. <laughs> I, I, run in my, I won in my life. Yeah. And I'll sell it back. Like, that's what I did last year when I got the PS4. I got Madden. Um, and then I, then I sold it, like, two months later. When I was nice. Playing it. Well, speaking of uh, whether to download or not, the reason Bayonetta. I'm not downloading the following games is because I don't have enough space, and there's nothing I want to delete, so I better get a hard drive for Bayonetta two and one. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, I think they're combined thirty gigs. I actually, oh I my did buy, god in heaven. Yeah, I think like Bayonetta two is like eighteen, and maybe one's like twelve. I don't know. It's something like that. Um. But yeah, I did. I had to buy a hard drive. Uh, I'm reviewing these games for Nintendo Force Magazine. Um, yeah. So you can. I think it's like out at the end of November. Did um, you get downloads? Yes. Yes, I have nice. downloads. And I, so when I got the download did, codes, did I it was take like, all day and all night to download those? It games? took a very long time. Well, because actually, because I had, I have had to clean the fridge on my Wii U because I've, I had, I've had an extra well. hard drive, and then it broke, and then I got really pissed off. I had a uh. Twitter rant. If if those who follow me on Twitter saw. In which I was just like, this is horse shit. Like, I'm never getting another external hard drive for my Wii U. That's and right. I saw I, that, and that's why I haven't bought one yet. Yeah. Um, the one that I got seems to be doing pretty well. Um, I got it a couple weeks ago, and then I re-downloaded everything, including downloading Bayonetta 1 and 2. And I have folders. Like, it's pretty great. Um, so, actually, tell me how a hard drive works. You plug the hard drive in, but you don't have to... Do you have to go to a separate menu within the Wii U, or does it all just show up in the... It all, it all just shows up there. That's um, nice. If you do kind of want to, like, I'm trying to think of what exactly I had to do. Like, I think I had to move a bunch of stuff over to the hard drive. Because, like, for something, like, I think what it is is, like, with something like Bayonetta 2, I, I think when you go to play it, like, you need to have, like, the, the space open on... Oh, my God, it's like the Wii? I think it is, but I'm oh not, like... God. Like, like I, I don't, I don't know, because I ended up just I, I moved every single before I could even really face this reality. I like, you know, had moved Hyrule Warriors and Mario Kart Eight over to the external hard drive, okay. just because I was like, this makes sense. Yeah, um, the big stuff. But it seems to run fine. Like I've, I've played a couple games. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, nice, I got... it's nice because I'll download stuff on my Wii U when I have the time when I'm not playing Fantasy Life. <laughs> like I got all these Castlevania games to download. Oh man, yeah, Demon's man. Crest is Can we just do Demon's just Crest week, and Gargoyles we, Quest too? Can we just talk about those games for the next year? Let's do that. Yeah, like Gargoyles Quest on on. If you have not gotten Gargoyles Quest on the Virtual Console on 3DS, 
uh, do yourself a favor and go get that game. It's it's a shanky ass game. Ah, uh, it's a rough game. But oh man, like it's are fun so though. Like cool... once you get powered up, it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, there are so many cool ideas on display in that game. Like it's it's real rough around the edges, but I mean, it's one of those ones if you can kind of. I guess, uh, what's the term? Historicize? Is that something where you want to be in that era? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it really, like, I'd never really heard that. Like, I'd heard about that game. I didn't know much about it. And I just got it because I was like, oh, cool. Like, this Capcom game that I've always heard good things about. And I played it. And I was really floored. And I've been counting down the days until I could legally play Gargoyles Quest 2 and Demon's Crest um, without paying out my ass because they're not really <laughs> that cheap. They're super um, rare. Yeah. Yeah, I, I even, I did, I made an attempt to look for Demon's Crest after I played Gargoyle's Quest, and no. <laughs> no. I mean, that's and pretty much all Super Nintendo games like for, for a virtual console release because they're just going high, higher and higher in price. It's the Shantae of Super Nintendo. Yeah, it, it very much is. Both Capcom like, games. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, if if for those of you in the audience who don't know, Demon's Crest is a Metroid game with gargoyles and demons and monsters yeah i mean it's kind of it's a part of the the super ghouls and ghosts like like franchise and i believe you are playing as uh what is it uh red erimer or whatever whatever he's called yeah i'm not i'm not that i'm not that up on my uh my ghouls and ghosts lore Lore. um there was just one horrible summer where it was actually i think i i was on I think it was like a last minute sub for an RFN episode when they did the retroactive for Super, oh, Jesus. Super Ghosts and Goblins. Um, oh, that Johnny refused to be on? Yeah, yeah. And then I played it and like I kind of agreed with Johnny. And yeah, then definitely. A friend of, like I, I was talking about it with a friend of mine and he's like, no, nah, man, you're wrong. <clears throat> so then it was it was when I was still in college. So like one summer, like we're both back from school. And over the course of the summer, we played that game to completion. I oh, mean, good beating Lord. it twice. And like... I never want to touch that game again. And that was no. actually my friend's second time through the game. And by like, he was like halfway through the second run. And this was his second complete playthrough of it in like nine months. And he oh was like, gosh. I don't want to do it. I'm like, man, we have to see this through. <laughs> um, and like, it really, like it's, it's a very uniquely designed game, but like, oh man, is it, is it brutal? But like the rules are stated and you just need to figure it out. True. It's, it's maybe there's even a dark souls comparison in there. Oh God! Um, all you Dark Souls fans. If Alex play, were on the show, he'd be making that comparison right now. Play Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, it's on Wii U Virtual Console, but it's cheap, cheaper instead, than Dark Souls. Yeah. Instead of that, uh, play Demon's Crest next week, and then we yeah. can all talk about it. But for now, you should play Bayonetta Two because it's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited to play more of it. I because of Fantasy Life, I have not played as much <laughs> as I wanted to, but. I forgot how much goddamn fun. I mean, even the original. I, I haven't gone back to the original yet. I will, um, but like, I I forgot how much fun I had when I played that game. Like, I got the janky PS3 version and almost threw it in the trash. It's so bad. So I've never experienced actual Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. For me, like, I I think I got the 360 game the day it came out. Like, I was super hyped for it. Nice. And I, it, I mean, it's one of the greatest action games I've ever played. And the second one what i've played so far like trumps it like it just it's it's kinetic it's insane like every part of that demo my jaw was on the floor yeah and it's beautiful too oh my gosh and it runs really well yeah yeah and it's simple you know it's 
Like, the reason I don't like the Devil May Cry games, even though they're often compared, is those games are friggin' complicated. Like, the movesets in those stupid games are... You have to hold down three buttons to dash, you know? So I was worried about that going into Bayonetta 2, but it's really, really simple. It's basically God of War with Witch Time. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much fun. And then you and like Nintendo her- costumes and it's... Oh. oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. And you fight a freaking dinosaur dragon in the first <laughs> level. It's like... And, and, you know, that's the funny thing. Uh, on RFN last week, they were they were talking about the demo and were like, this must be for the middle of the game. But no, in fact, the demo is the first level. Yeah. And I'm like, this this is only going to uh, go up. Them Bayonetta games, they know how to begin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you're, you're like on... You're on a fighter plane or whatever. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> and then you're on a truck, yep. uh, a speeding truck or something, and then you're just on a building. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta play more of that. I, yes. I know what I'm doing this weekend. That is for I, damn sure. You know what, though? I It's gonna sound stupid coming from me, but I don't like her character design. It's just too busy. And really? she's like a she's like a snake. She's like super long. Yeah, I mean, she, she is she's like super, her head's too super, small super for the rest tall. of her body. Yeah, yeah. But she towers over everybody. Yeah, but she's got guns on every joint, and she's yeah. got all sorts of clothing motifs going on, and it, she's hard to look at. And there's all the cool weapon customization and stuff. Like, I'm oh, I heard about that. I need to dig deeper into that game. I really do. Yeah, and you uh, should I'm go buy a, a Wii U external hard drive. It's on my birthday list, but I may have to uh, collapse before that. How yeah. much are those things? How um, much was I, yours? I got mine. I think it was about a hundred dollars at Best Buy. Oh, that's that's not bad. And you could probably find it cheaper online. I was just trying to get it as soon as possible so that yeah. I could download Bayonetta. Okay, well, I might get it on Amazon then. We've got Amazon yeah. Prime now. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think that just about does it. We've talked for a very long time. I hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Yes, indeed. Bye.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I am Scott Thompson. Today, I'm with Mike Sklens. Hello. Zach Miller. I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and it is time for the return of our music segment. Um, we were supposed to do favorite fighting game tracks, um, but we ended up getting... Um, and I kind of had a little bit of an idea. I thought, you know what? It's Halloween. Why don't we go ahead and do like music from scary games, or at least a particularly like scary or a haunting level from a from a game? I thought that'd be good. I thought it's fitting. So I ask if you're listening to the segment now uh, to wait till it's night. Turn the lights off in your house. Spooky. Uh, yeah, be all alone. Maybe light a candle. Uh, maybe go walk around your town. You know, with the the leaves all over the ground, and you know, and walk around at night and uh, just be scared. Um, you Put probably your wiener scared, dog but... in a spider costume. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so the segment, or the song you just heard, was our, our first choice. Uh, that was one of Mike's choices, and I'm going to let him talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's not strictly video game music because it's not in a video game. It's just uh, these guys named George and Jonathan who are a chiptune band. I guess band? I don't know. Duo? Um, and that song is called Sludge Mansion. I just like it because it's so like squishy sounding and like really creepy. I love it. <laughs> it reminds me yeah. of like a Halloween yeah. like party or like a Halloween yeah. scene like in a like in a movie. It's on my Halloween playlist. There you go. And it's off the album. Uh, I think it's off their second album or maybe it's their first one. That the album is called uh, "The Best Music." <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Modest. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that I really like that track actually. Yeah, it was cute. Um. So, what is your next choice, Mike? So my next choice, actual video game music now, it's uh, Bloody Tears, which is a Castlevania song. Uh, we're going to listen to the version from Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, which I think is the original version of it. But this song um, has been in like, I think about a dozen or so, about a dozen different Castlevania games. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's almost the theme music. Time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really, really fantastic. And um, I think what I'll do in when I edit this episode is, if you listen to the Enhanced podcast... Uh, the AAC version, which you definitely should do. Uh, I'll put a link in there, so when that when uh, when that song is playing, there'll be a link. If you click on that link, it'll take you to a YouTube video that plays 30 seconds of every version of this song, so you can hear all. Of it. <laughs> oh, nice. I really like it. It's um it's a baroque piece of music from a fucking NES game, <laughs> and it's it's really just so damn good. It's amazing that they squeezed this amazing song out of an NES originally. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a listen to Bloody Tears from Castlevania 2.
So, Mike, uh, what do you call a penniless 17th century French artist? <laughs> what? Baroque. Baroque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually really good. Yeah. Um, good to hear the roots of that tune because it's in like every Castlevania game. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's it's upbeat, but it's it's still kind of like unsettling in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, and then what about your next choice? Uh, so my next choice is uh, another chiptune song, but it's actually in a video game, and that is uh, from Shovel Knight. It is The Donor's Despair, which is the track that plays uh, when you're exploring the Hall of Champions, not the boss music, like the regular Hall of Champions music. Nice. Okay, let's give it a listen. Yeah, this is good. Um, it definitely kind of has a, a spooky feeling to it. I think it's like the little like um, I don't know. I guess it's almost like a like a piano uh, in the background, yeah. kind of going like yeah. up and down in scale. Like it, it's 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 really neat. I like that one. Um, so we had a, a few submissions from listeners, and actually Mike suggested these tracks as well too. Um, good I, taste. These people have good taste. Yeah, although I feel bad, yeah. I didn't like do a good job of keeping track of who actually suggested these. I just know they did, so I don't have any names, so sorry, everybody. <laughs> but I know I got these as submissions, so you know who you are, whoever you are, and we appreciate it. Um, <laughs> we kind of announced this late that we were going to be doing this, so I, I don't know that the word got out there too much. Um, we kind of just tweeted it a couple times. I think but... those were our only two suggestions, actually. Uh, right? I had a couple more sent directly to me, um, but didn't oh. end up using them, but maybe we'll revisit it again next year i guess <laughs> um, all right so this first one which i actually really like is from uh the original pokemon uh red and blue uh and is the the theme from lavender town 
Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, is Lavender Town, that's the one with the... Um, that's the ghost area with the, the ghost town. Yeah, with the lighthouse, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, this one is really good, and it, it is really unsettling. It's amazing um, how much emotion they squeeze out of the fucking Game Boy sound chip for this song. <laughs> right, because this, this thing is, like, so simple, um, you know, in terms of hardware. But, yeah, this song is really unsettling. Um, so, yeah, let's take a listen to the Lavender Town theme. Yeah, even in a way, like it almost even kind of sounds like off key. I don't know. Yeah, like, it it's just... I think the um, I like the echo effect on this on the solo notes a lot. Yeah, it makes things sound really like empty, like there's nothing. Yeah, it's all spooky. And then just just those single notes really sound like something you'd see in like a slasher movie, like almost like psycho. Like yeah, yeah right. Sounds like it's something so you'd hear in like an eight bit version of uh, Fatal Frame. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so bizarre because the rest of that, like, soundtrack is so upbeat and happy and just, you know, yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah, and then this one track is just, like, desolate. Yeah, exactly. It stands out so much. It's so cool. Um, and then the next one I we got submitted uh, that also Mike included was from Donkey Kong Country, uh, the Misty Menace theme. Yeah. Um, what, what made this, this one almost isn't a song. Yeah, I know. It's more, like, True. just kind of, like, ambient in a way. What, what made this one... Um, stand out to you mike um i think it's the the real like lack of it even like really being a track it's really just like background noise it's really really creepy <laughs> yeah i agree it's just, like if this it's really just actually disturbing if you were to just like sit there and sit in a dark room and like shut your eyes and put a pair of good headphones on and listen to it you would like freak out mm-hmm. yeah i agree all right yeah let's take a listen to misty menace mm-hmm
Yeah, this one's so good. And like, yeah, if, if you had, if you played this for me and just like said, like, what do you think this is from? I, I don't know that I'd ever guess Donkey Kong Country. I would um, think some kind yeah, of Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, right? Like Saw or something. Yeah, it's very good. And it has a very like industrial kind of sound to it, which is fitting because like we were talking about, I think it, I'm almost positive it is from a mine level. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that it just kind of makes sense. But yeah, that's a really good one. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to my two choices. Um, the first, I went with the ghost house theme from Super Mario 3D World. Good, man. Um, I'm glad you picked this because I forgot how much I like this It's one. so good, right? Like, I don't know. It's not, like, scary because, I mean, it's Mario. But it really does a good job of just kind of giving this impression of, like, a haunted house. It's spooky. Yeah, it really is. And I love, I just love all the instrumentation. I mean, the whole soundtrack for Mario 3D World is great. But you've kind of got, like, the violin and everything. And it's so good, and I, I love that it's its own thing. You know, they didn't just copy like the Super Mario World uh, Ghost so House theme. There's so many songs in Super Mario 3D World where they wrote a song and they used it in like two or maybe three levels, and that's it. Yep, true. But in other Mario games, you hear tracks get repeated a lot. Like it's New Super Mario Brothers U is like notorious for that. Yeah, and then this game just comes out, and it's almost like they decided to write a song for almost every single level. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah, I, I, I really adore uh, this track. I think it, it's just so good. It really caught me by surprise. I think there's also a, a really great um, like ghost theme from the Mario Galaxy games. Um, I don't even remember that one. I'll have to listen it. to it. I think it's another good one because, I mean, that's another soundtrack where it's full, like it was, you know, performed by a full orchestra. Um, so I'm pretty sure that that also has another great one. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and listen then to the ghost house theme from Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> Thank you. 
So if you go to the Wii U Shop channel right now, this is what's playing. Uh, oh, really? I love how they do that. Yeah. They, they change the music out on the Wii U. I knew they changed the music, but I didn't know they like did this like for Halloween. That's awesome. Yeah. I've noticed them tie it with different game releases, which makes obvious sense. But I, I don't know if I. I seem to remember some kind of holiday music last Christmas too. But... Like the eShop doesn't get enough credit for like how much better it is than than the Wii Shop. Um, oh, and even, yeah. even yeah, like other sure. shops, even like like the PS4 shop, I think is kind of hard to navigate. Um, but I think they've really made huge strides with the the eShop, and, oh, I, yeah. and like even little things like that, like changing the background music to reflect current releases or like the season. That's that's so neat. Love that. Good Halloween releases today too. Costume well, Quest. Oh yeah. Gargoyles Quest Two, Demon's mm-hmm. Crest, N- Nightmare in Dreamland. There you go. Mm. Yeah, Nightmare so, in Dreamland. That's the like the GBA remake of Kirby's Adventure in Dreamland. It is. It's yeah. really good. That's good. It is a good. So one. You can play as Meta Knight. I did not know that. Ooh, yeah, cool. beat the game and you get Meta Knight. Um. Yeah, that is that is a good game. I feel like the GBA had a like a good selection of Kirby games. I think the only one I didn't like yeah. wasn't there like a multiplayer kind of one. Didn't they release that on the 3DS? Like, as part yeah, of the, they did. Um, which one was that? Can't mirror the the. Yeah, amazing, amazing mirror oh yeah that one doesn't really hold up as well it's not um, very good no but the i think there's some other great ones um so my my next choice then to kind of go complete opposite of this like catchy kind of uh upbeat uh theme uh is from earthbound it is the cave of the past which is the final area before you uh go and, and fight the final boss um and i love this track it is like I mean, it's almost kind of like the Donkey Kong one, where it's really just sort of ambient. There's not, there's not really like a melody or anything like that. Um, it's very just sort of like cold. And yeah. I don't know. Neither of you have beaten Earthbound, right? No. No. But if you if you look at the the screenshot that's included, uh, well, first I guess there'll be a little bit of a spoiler. So I hope that that's fine for you guys. And I. I guess I shouldn't say too much about it. It is the last. I'm the not last area. Beat it. Nobody. Cares. You guys won't, but I don't know if listeners, listeners will. Might. Oh, okay. So I don't want to spoil like what exactly is going on, but let's just say that the, the music being sort of like cold and empty really reflects uh, the environment, the, like the state uh, that well, not just the environment, but the state that the characters are even in at that at that point. Let's leave it oh. at that. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead then and take a listen to Cave of the Past. listening to this podcast on headphones because the way the music bounces between the left and the right channels is the yeah that's actually really cool yep very echoey yeah it's so good it, it's just really great 
And yeah, I feel like this, I would, I would encourage listening to the, the final, uh, Gigas, uh, battle theme, because that is also really good and weird and just, yeah, like unnerving. This game actually gets kind of dark. Oh, for sure. And that's something I think people like, I think, I feel like a lot of people like try Earthbound and they're like, oh, this is cute. And they play like, you know, an hour or two of it and then maybe don't finish it, but it gets incredibly dark. Okay. Um, maybe I'll and if you have, if, if anyone ever like wants to play Mother 3, I think that game is, is really good and maybe better than Earthbound, but it does a really good job of setting the dark tone right from the start. Um, is it true that, that Mother Mother 3 is more or less not connected to Mother 1? What, wait, to Mother 1 or to Earthbound? To Earthbound, I should say. Um, For the most part, no. At the, like, at the very end, like, something comes up that, like, sort of, sort of links them. But you definitely wouldn't have had to have played Earthbound to enjoy Mother 3. Like, like okay. story-wise, they're not really connected. Okay. Um, there's just sort of, like, a little thing at the end that kind of implies that, the, like, the worlds are, are linked in some way. But not, not in a huge, yeah. not, it's not a huge thing right. or anything. Well, maybe I'll power through one day. I, re- I, mean, I really recommend it. Mother, and Mother 3, especially, is, is very, very good. Cool. Um, so yeah, all right, Zach. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about your tracks? Okay, so my first pick will uh, will do um, uh, Dawn of Sorrow, which is uh, the more or less Aria of Sorrow remake for the DS. Uh, it's really good. Uh, when you know, when I think of, the, I'm sorry, the title of the track is After Confession, and it's the Dark Tower music. Dawn of Sorrow is so good. Oh my gosh! It's one of my. I think it might be my favorite Castlevania game. It's between this and uh, Aria of Sorrow for me, and they're almost the same game. Uh, but Dawn of Sorrow has that really nice, you know, don't just collect one soul, collect a whole bunch of souls to fully mm-hmm. power it up. I really like that. It's very addictive. Uh, but this is a good, um, uh, God, it, the word is escaping me. The, the piano's in churches. Like an organ? Like an organ. organ. This is a very good organ tune uh, for... Uh, for Halloween and and uh, this mm. track has always stuck with me and it's um it's short but it's really good for what it is. And you're actually kind of wandering through a cathedral in the in the game during this oh, so track. The, the organ there is fitting, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, let's give uh, a listen. Let's take a listen, yep.
it's uh, I like this track a lot, and it it changes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's it not doesn't just repeat itself a lot. Yeah, the whole game is good. I do like that one. Yeah. All right. So, what was your second choice? Second pick is not from a Nintendo game. Um, it should I, I think it should be on Nintendo system so that more people can play it. It's Silent Hill three. Uh, and the first track I'll pick, I actually picked two, we'll close on one, is called Clockwork Little Happiness, which makes no sense. <laughs> but it's just really, really creepy. That whole game is really, I don't know if you guys have played Silent Hill 3. I haven't but played you any have, Silent Hill game. If you ever want some nightmare fuel, Silent Hill 3 is amazing. Because it's not like scary, but it, all the imagery is super disturbing. Mm. Yeah, I think I played three. Yeah, I did play three, and I, I really did like it. And it is disturbing. I mean, two is like the hallmark of the series, obviously. Yeah. Um, but three was good. I, you know, and four gets no credit at all. But I really enjoyed four. Did you play four? The Zach? ghost, the ghost game. Yeah, I, I beat that one too. It's, it's, it doesn't feel too much like Silent Hill to me. It's, it's, it was actually meant to be a new franchise. I heard that right. Yeah, that that's the one we got where he's like stuck in his apartment the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like good. That. It's good. It just isn't really Silent Hill. And but no. the ghosts are really effective. Yeah. When they're chasing after you, and you either have to just plain avoid them or stab them with a giant sword. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. But this is uh, Clockwork Little Happiness. Super weird. Enjoy it. All right.
Clockwork is a very appropriate <laughs> yeah. name for this. Yeah. And I, I, I think it really gets weird at about 150. Yeah, it's just kind of this quiet organ music at first. And then they layer. I like how they layer one instrument on top of the next. Right, and that one minute mark, like everything does really get uh, kind of, oh, it opens up a bit. And it does have that sort of rhythmic, yeah, very clockwork uh, kind of a, like sound in the background. Yeah. Really creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The the real tragedy about these tracks is they don't play during the gameplay. They play during cutscenes. Oh, so you're really? not really paying attention to the music. You're paying attention to the, what people are saying. Does that does any music play during the actual game? Uh, very little does. It's it's okay. mostly just ambient noise and silence. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought. It's a little. Dis- I mean, it's realism, but you know, it's a little disappointing sometimes. Yeah. There's some there's some areas of the game like when you. At the end of the game, you're going through the uh, crazy cult's base, and I would have appreciated some music like what we just heard while I was running through there. Yeah. Instead, you're getting chased by dudes with things sewn on their faces. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, you should totally, like, if you get a chance, play two or three, man. They're really good. All right, I'll try. I've never been a big fan of survival horror. what did the uh, um what did the Silent Hill like HD collection? Which ones did that have? Was it just one and three? It was just two and three. Oh, two and three. Okay, well that's weird. probably for the best because one's sort of just okay. I yeah, feel one like. is garbage. They need to remake one, but uh, one mm-hmm. is act three is actually the direct sequel to the first game, and two is a side story. Yeah, and four yeah, is a side story. A lot of people story. talk about Silent Hill too. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um. I have some problems with it, but I will say that it has one of the most effective jump scares in any game I've ever played. Uh, Scott, you might know what I'm talking about. When you knock down one of those, you know, dudes who are wandering around the street and you're like, well, he's dead now. And then he skitters away. You're like, (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Actually, when when I first played Silent Hill 3, I actually played the PC version, which looked a lot better than the, like, the PlayStation 2 version. Oh, jeez, I'll bet. It was all, like... Uprised a little bit, so that was good. Did you did you beat that game? I th- I think I did. I'm almost positive I did. Did did you see a woman consume something that was re- really wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yep, you yeah. beat the game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then, my last track is also from Silent Hill Three. It's really long, uh, so we can close on it. Um, it's called A Stray Child. It's very musical, but it's very minor key and uh, kind of freaky. Like after a while, it's, you know, it's it's a disturbing track to me. And they actually played it in the movie, the first movie, too. And I was surprised to hear it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, did you see? I never saw the second movie. Is it terrible? It is awful. I thought so. I liked the first movie. I thought they did a fairly good I job with too. it. I did, too. Uh, but I'll tell you why the second one's bad because they turned Pyramid Head into a hero. Oh, gross! Oh. Yeah, reminds me of the Alien versus Predator movie when they made the Predator the hero, and it was exactly. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Um, all right, well, yeah, well, so we'll, we'll play out to that. Um, but before we go, then, so uh, Zach and Mike, thank you for being here as always. Of course. Um, thanks to everyone who submitted yeah. tracks whose names I forgot and we included anyway. Um, you guys are the real heroes. And um, don't forget, next segment, we will go ahead and do the fighting game music uh, music segment like we were supposed to do. Um, so we send have some in some tracks, people. We've yeah, only so got two or three. Yeah, so send in some more tracks. 
Um, and we will do that. So we will talk to you guys later and enjoy A Stray Child from Silent Hill 3. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget, you can send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. And if you've got a moment, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Every five-star review helps us climb up the rankings and really helps us get the word out there. So we'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.